0: RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour, powered by the law offices of Ogle, Elrod, and Beryl on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy.
1: Welcome to Valor Hour, Episode Ninety. I'm your host Tim Lloyd, joined as always by my co-host Justin Watson. It is a special Thanksgiving edition. Uh, it's not really that special, I don't suppose. It's actually kind of, it's got a lackluster. It's it's a slow, it's a slow uh, MMA weekend uh, coming off a little bit of a somewhat slow MMA weekend. We're gonna make the best of it, though. Uh, how's it going, Justin? You ready for the holiday? Yeah, man, not too bad. Ready to. Get a few days off of work and eat a bunch of food. I hear you, man. Same, same. I've uh, been looking forward to this for, for a minute. The old Jamie Lee's going to throw down in the kitchen, and we are not leaving the house. So uh, I'm going <laughs> to enjoy being locked down for a few days, man. Uh, okay, so uh, for this week, it's uh, like I said, it's a bit of a slow week. We are uh, coming off of UFC uh, Fight Night 140 from Argentina. Uh, it was a bit of a bloodbath On our picks No one did very well uh, We will recap that nonsense And then we will uh, take a look oh, We'll also recap the, the little bit of Bellator That, that, that there was And then uh, we will uh, have a look at the Only UFC event this weekend The UFC Fight Night 141 in China And uh, I'm guessing we're going to tread Pretty lightly after last week I, I, We haven't learned our lesson it seems like On uh, not, not diving in too deep On these international shows that we really don't know what the hell we're talking about? What do you think, Justin? Yeah, man, it's it's uh it's hard to
2: resist sometimes, you know. I just want to play, but it's uh it's a, it's a big gamble on these
1: ones that you don't
2: you don't know anybody, you know.
1: Yeah, man, you know these these this last one we had a lot of uh, Central American, South American fighters that. Uh, Generally, you can you can assume that they haven't been fighting the level of competition that their peers are fighting here in the states, and so that had a lot to do with why I faded so many guys, and and it, it bit me in the ass. Uh, guys, really. Kind of stepped a bit of all in the ass, uh, you know. A lot of guys stepped up, and I kind of came out of nowhere and and scored some upset. So uh, we'll dive into it before. Uh, though I guess let's we'll knock out this little bit of Bellator first. It was Bellator two hundred nine. Uh, that was in Israel, and uh, it was kind of spoiled for us. It was on tape delay, so we kind of figured out what had happened before uh the show happened and so or before the show played on uh on TV here anyway and that was the beginning of a bad run for all of us of course phil davis losing a split decision to vadim nimkov uh, davis was minus 385 favorite all of us uh jumped on board uh with parlays that 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 ultimately uh blew up a lot of a lot of our parlays and uh Rough loss for Phil Davis, Uh, the Russian Vadim Nimkov gets the upset split decision. Uh, Ryan Couture, a big favorite, minus 750, uh, beats uh, Haim Ghazali, uh, who was plus 480 by unanimous decision. uh, And that's the second time he's beat him. Uh, We all stayed off of that action. And then uh, the one kind of bright spot here, uh, Patricio Pitbull wins a unanimous decision over Emmanuel Sanchez. uh, Pitbull cashes at minus 145. Uh, I I had him as well as uh, Greg had him on straight plays. And and then of course he was tied into parlays that were blown up by Phil Davis. Overall thoughts on Bellator two oh nine, Justin? Uh one of the most impressive things I think for
2: me was the toughness of Emmanuel Sanchez. Um, you know, and just the willingness to to go in there with uh with Pitbull and, and go to war, you know. Um what did you think about, about the uh, Phil Davis fight? Did you did you have it for for or, or for, for Davis?
1: Well, man, I'm I'm awful. I was biased, you know, because I was rooting for yeah. for Davis. So, you know, when I've got the wrestler, that I'm I'm wanting to obviously count those takedowns. <laughs> but when I when I don't yeah. have the wrestler, I'm I'm wanting to go for the guy that's you know doing the work. So, I you know I'm I can't argue too much. I don't suppose. What do you think? It was a tough one. I mean, I,
2: I don't think that it should have been. It shouldn't have been. Uh, you know, there shouldn't have been a question about it. Bill Davis should have been able to go in there and handle business. And the fact that he wasn't is a loss, you know, in my, in my mind, in and of itself. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was kind of like you being,
1: being that I was hoping that he would win, uh, I was probably a little biased. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad loss. It's a bad loss for him, for sure. It definitely hurts his standing there because he was on a bit of a st- he was on a bit of a hot run, you know. Uh, moving on to uh, the debacle that was UFC Fight Night 140, Argentina. Uh, you know, we had two fight pass prelim fights. Uh, Nad Nirmani, a big favorite. Uh, At minus 315, uh, knocks off Anderson Dos Santos by unanimous decision. That fight was um, it was not that one sided. uh, You know, Nirmani had to work for it. Dos Santos is really tough. And I think if he settles in at 135, he'll be he'll be he'll be fine. He'll be he'll be a guy that could at least be kind of a gatekeeper type. And then uh, Jesus Pinedo uh, over Devin Powell. He closed at minus one ninety five. He takes the name of his decision. Powell uh, took you know a lot of damage in that fight. Tough guy keeps coming forward, but just he wasn't able to stay off his back. It seemed like he got he kept getting you know dropped and just kind of fighting off of his back. And and uh, Pinedo gets a gets a, a decision win in his, his vic- in his uh, debut for the UFC. So uh, congratulations to him. None of us played. Uh, any of those guys, but uh, overall, the five pass uh, prelims were uh, somewhat—you know—they were decent. Nothing, nothing to write home about. A lot of decisions uh, moving into the um, <coughs> the Fox Sports One prelims. We had uh, Laureano Staropoli with a unanimous decision over uh, Hector Aldana. That was – I think we all passed on that. I ended up playing Aldana some um, on the side and losing. Uh, That was dumb. I don't know why I did that because I was really thinking about playing Staropoli just because the the line had shifted so much. He had opened at minus 320, and you got him at even money at fight night, so the people that – that played that line movement really, really cashed. Uh, then we had an upset. Austin Arnett uh, de- defeats uh, Humberto uh, uh, Bandanai. He was uh, an underdog, a plus-205 underdog, wins unanimous decision. Uh, Humberto just gasped, pretty much, is the best way to put it. Blew up some of my parlays there, uh, of course, as well. Um, and then, of course, we uh, finished out the uh, the fight, uh, the the Fox Sports One prelims, excuse me, with uh, Michelle Prezeris and uh, Alessandra Pantoja picking up wins. Justin, uh, y- your thoughts on those two? Uh, you know, I, I took a chance on
2: Suzuki just um, because, you know, the numbers, uh, you know, were, were good, but, um, you know, he he got beat pretty handily there. Um, Prezeris, you know, I, that's kind of what I expected. I was hoping that Prezeris was going to come out strong and and uh, he did, you know, came out and got a, a submission in the first round, and the odds for
1: the finish on that were, were pretty high. Do you remember what they were? Uh, you got, like, plus 280 on under 2.5. It really set off a, yeah. a really nice parlay for you that was the difference in you joining uh, Greg and I in the the, <laughs> the murky depths. Yeah, yeah, it definitely saved me. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, those was both good fights, though. Uh, Prazeris, you, you know, that was a, a guy that we did take advantage of that uh, line movement. He had opened at minus 400. He ended up closing. Well, we, whenever we recorded the podcast, he was minus 190. By the time the fight went off, he was down at like minus 160. And I did hammer him uh, more. So that, that was a nice payoff. Uh, Prazeris, uh, just too much for the newcomer. No, no, no. Fabinski isn't really a newcomer, but he, but he, he, he hadn't really stepped up to that level of competition yet. Uh, Suzaki could be in trouble, I think with the uh, trimming of the flyweight division. Uh, not a good loss for him. We could see, see the end of that. Um, of course, that brought us into our our main card of action uh, there on Fox Sports 1. We opened up with the ladies, Cynthia Calvillo versus Pagliana Botelho. And uh, before we had the podcast, or we didn't know uh, that uh, Cynthia was gonna miss a weight and come in looking really rough. Justin and I were conversating the night uh, after that weigh in and you know saying, oh wow, we're kind of second guessing ourselves taking Calvillo now because she came in looking really rough, you know and uh, had a really tough weight cut. But it didn't show. She uh, she looked good, got the first-round uh, submission victory over uh, Pollyanna, and is uh, another win for Justin. Uh, <clears throat> your thoughts on the ladies' match, Justin?
2: Uh, well, I heard an interview with, with Calvias saying that, um, you know, we saw that she, she looked like she was about to faint, you know, on the yeah. field. Um, but I guess she said that, that that's not really what happened. She was – um, the women that were holding the towel were holding the towel, like, you know, like started to lower it too low. So she was trying to dip her body down to keep from exposing herself. Oh, wow. Um, okay. And she just looked like shit just because of the weight cut. Like, you know, you always look like shit, but she wasn't actually about to fall down or anything. She was just trying to keep herself covered up. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So she blamed the weight cut on, you know, being that time of the month, she said this is the first time that she's ever had to cut weight. Uh you know, and deal with that. And uh, she wasn't wasn't ready for for the retention of of water. Um, you know, this this not normal there. So um, I guess it, you know it didn't affect her much in the fight. Like you said, uh, the the commission made her stop cutting, and so she didn't she didn't get as bad as we thought she was. You know, judging off the looks, but um, but she had to be scared there for a little while. Like you said.
1: Of course, moving on, we had one of the bigger favorites on the night. Marlon uh, Quito Vera uh, finishes uh, as a big favorite, minus 315 over uh, Guido Canetti. And that uh, he ended up getting a rear naked choke uh, finish. Uh, cashes out for Justin on the second leg of that parlay and uh, keeps a nice little a nice little run going there. It could be the end of the road for, for old Guido, who knows though, you know, he's an exciting guy, good decent gatekeeper lower tier uh, fellow. Um, and of course, then we had um, another one that, that upset the apple cart, if you will, as there was uh, Ian Heinisch pulls off a uh, an upset unanimous decision victory over the favored Cesar Faheya. Blows up more of my parlays, and that one was one that hurt me all around. I had that guy big on DraftKings, and uh, Heinisch just fought really well. I think he just fought above what anybody kind of expected. And, uh, he had Fahea hurt real bad in several moments I of letting me finish him, but uh, <clears throat> he he pulls off the upset win and followed by yet another upset win, uh, Johnny Walker, the Brazilian, pulls off a, a big underdog victory. He was nearly two to one uh, to, to Khalil Roundtree and really just kicked his ass. I mean, he's, to, to, to be honest, I probably should have looked into Johnny Walker a little more before that because upon seeing him, I mean, he is... He's massive. He's big and long and crazy and aggressive and uh, pretty fun. guy to watch. Actually, I'm actually excited to see him versus some other, uh, you know, top top level UFC fly heavyweights. He gets round right one TKO after just putting a, an elbow through uh, Khalil Roundtree's head and and knocking him out and uh, cashing in more and um, and screwing up Justin's parlay. There. Your thoughts on the that that batch, Justin? <laughs> Yeah, man.
2: Uh, you know, Kennedy scared me from the beginning. He came out real strong, um, you know, and and was was the aggressor for that fight. Uh, Vera was able to get it done though, so that helped me out. Um, I couldn't believe the, you know, Ian Heinisch. I don't know if you've heard his story or not, but pretty crazy. The guy was in prison in Spain. He was in prison here. Um, he's only been out for like four years, and uh, now he's fighting the, you know, top twenty guy in the world, and. You know beating him handily, so um that I don't think anybody was, was really expecting that, and I didn't do my research on on Johnny Walker either i you know, like you say, if I would have known you know how how much bigger he was going to be than Roundtree, that would have played a factor, but uh when he got that clinch, I mean Roundtree couldn't move you know he he just he had just a perfect clinch on him and just smashed that elbow, and
1: that was all she wrote. Yeah, that uh, that was certainly unexpected. And I'd be interested to see what they what they do with him. I I could I could see some really entertaining fights with him and some of these other guys in light heavyweight division. Uh, Co-main event. This one was uh, Ricardo Lamas taking on Darren Elkins. Lamas uh, cashes as a uh, a, a two to one favorite, essentially. And uh, gets it done with a round three TKO. I was a little surprised he's able to get the finish. Justin, your thoughts on uh, on that co-main event? Another one that we all uh, kind of went the wrong way with Elkins, except for Greg who went with Lamas but put him with uh, Phil Davis. Yeah, yeah. Lamas
2: Lamas showed up. I mean, uh, I didn't think that that he was. You know, I don't mean, know. He's kind of been on a skid over the last couple of years. He was he was right there at the top and. Um, then once he started competing with the other guys right there at the top, he kind of he just didn't really show up as much. Um, Darren Elkins is is one of the toughest guys in the division. You know he's come back from from getting manhandled and finished other guys. So I thought he was going to be able to you know, pull something out there, but um, you know, Llamas with those those leg kicks and uh, you know just ultimately just outclassed him
1: really. Then, of course, the main event, uh, the one that uh, everyone uh, at the arena was hyped for, it was uh, Argentina's own Santiago Nibio, the Pons, if you will, uh, opened as the underdog, plus 160, a lot of action came in on him, he ended up uh, closing out at, uh, when we did the podcast at minus 300, by the time fight time came around, he had lowered some, it was more... More around the range of 240, give or take. Uh, Magny coming back at plus 245. Very tempting uh, for everyone to take Neil Magny. Uh, Justin Bites, I took the, uh, the, the we would get a third round, essentially over two full rounds, got even money. Uh, I cashed on that one to, to limit a little bit of my bleeding. But uh, ultimately, Santiago Ponzinibbio gets the, uh, the, the knockout in the fourth round. Uh, Magny just not able to stand up to the firepower. Justin.
2: Yeah, uh, I think you know Ponzinibbio. He, he really proved himself in this one. I think Magny's probably the the best all around fighter that he's fought, and um, you know he didn't have any issues with him. He he, he closed that eye in the first round, and um, I thought he might have, could have finished it there, but you know just just kept taking it. And again with the leg kicks, you know that like I said, I've, I've said a bunch of times, I think that's you know one of the most underutilized tools in the game. I mean, everybody. Everybody throws leg kicks, but yeah, the damage that it does, I just think that um, you know a lot
1: of guys could benefit from, from adding that into their game. And that was UFC Fight Night 140, Argentina. Overall, a, uh, a bad weekend for the Picks panel. Uh, Greg, the biggest loser, uh, and loses 20.47 units to reduce him down to a total of 69.46 units. Uh, myself, uh, not too much better. Uh, I'm down 15.93 units on the week to bring my total to 88.76. So I've dipped down... Uh, A little over 11 units to the bad now. Uh, Justin, with the best week of us, still not a good week, as he loses 6.55 units and uh, still remains just a little above uh, the even line now with 100.7 units. Uh, And this, uh, you know... I don't I think we're gonna see a couple different approaches here uh, coming into this China card I'll be interesting to see uh, how you approach it I know I've got Greg's picks he was unable to join us to, uh, tonight uh, as he hides in shame from this this terrible week but he has turned in his picks for this week and he has uh, only one but he's all in on it and uh, so uh, he's got one approach. I've got a little different approach. I'm going to take a few smaller plays and make an attempt to get myself up within uh, striking distance for next weekend's card, uh, which which will be a, a much bigger one. Uh, so um, without further ado, we'll do, we'll jump into this. This is an all an all fight night uh, card. Uh, I'm sorry, Lord. Uh, I don't know what I'm, I'm saying here. This is an all fight pass card. Uh, this will nowhere to be found. This will be nowhere to be found on TV. So uh, the Internet is your friend for this one. All on five pass. It starts in the wee hours of the morning. I believe it starts at like three or three thirty um, uh, eastern time, our time. And so, uh, you know, it's going to take it's going to take a little effort to stay up for this one, man. I mean, You've got to be hardcore to 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 start a UFC China card at 3, 3.15 in the morning uh, on a Saturday morning. Justin, have you got it in you?
2: Uh, I definitely don't. Maybe maybe a few years ago, uh, you know, after a long night drinking, I, I could just say screw it and stay up the rest of the night and watch it. But right. No, nah, I mean, but especially with it being on Fight Pass, and, you know, I can
1: just go back and watch it when I wake up. Uh, I'm not going to be catching a, a 6 a.m. main card. No, I feel you. That's probably going to be the most logical way for people to enjoy this one. Wake up at your leisure and uh, put it on Fight Pass and and watch. watch. I do think we could get some action fights here looking at it. Uh, that doesn't mean that they're necessarily all really easy to call because uh, ultimately <laughs> there's a lot of people we don't know. Uh, we'll dump on into it though, man we've got uh, we've got um, a 12 bout card, it looks like. and uh, it all starts out with uh, a Bantamweight weight contest. We have uh, Louis Smolka taking on Sumu. oh man, let me try this Sumu summerdig Jai Sumu Dairjai, dare Oh Lord, that's bad. Uh, He is the native, though, and uh, he is eleven and three. He has never gone the distance. He he's got off. He either gets submitted or he knocks out his opponent, pretty much. Uh, He has probably not been fighting near the level of opposition, however, that Luis Smolka has been fighting. Uh, This fight uh, has only been on the books for eleven days, I I think. It was a very late ad. Uh, Smolka had been cut. From the UFC before uh, before this, and he had won three fights outside the promotion. So he's making his comeback here, and uh, he is the big favorite. He opened at minus three sixty five, uh, and he is now uh, the the money's coming the other way. Though uh, the the Chinese fighter. Uh, Sumerday Jai, good lord! I who knows how bad I'm butchering that, but uh, I'm just going to call him Sumu because that's the first four letters of his name. <laughs> he he opened at plus two fifty five, and now the money's come that way. He is now plus one seventy five, smoking at minus two ten, uh, and I feel like there couldn't be some value there. Well, I'm just going to kind of run down these these first six, and we'll just see where we where we are with it. Uh, after that, of course, it is another bantamweight bout. It is a penguin, penguin Lu who is uh, fourteen and four. He's going to be taking on the debuting Martin Day, who is nine and two out of the Max Holloway camp there in Hawaii. Uh, of course, the Chinese fighter Lu opened at minus two eighty five with Day coming back at plus two hundred five. Uh, now uh, it has tightened up a little bit. Lu is now minus two forty with Day coming back at plus two hundred. Of course, then we uh, also have um, uh, we have John Phillips taking on Kevin Holland in a middleweight bout. Kevin Holland's a guy that we've seen on the Contender Series, Legacy Fighting uh, and the like. He's 13 and four, big athletic middleweight, and he's taking on uh, John Phillips. Who is uh, 21 and seven, and uh, he's the white Mike Tyson. That's uh, that's kind of his uh, his namesake out of Wales. Uh, straight blast Jim Ireland. So uh, this could be a banger. You know, this could be an exciting fight. Uh, the oddsmakers uh, made Kevin Holland the favorite at minus two seventy with Phillips coming back at plus one ninety. The uh, the public has really jumped on Holland. He's now minus four thirty with Phillips coming back at plus 345. Um, Of course, then we have, uh, we are followed that up, with uh, uh Ken- oh, sorry, I got myself lost. Again. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Keenan Song uh, is up next, and he takes on Alex Morono. That's a welterweight bout. Song is 14 and four. Uh, Morono 14 and five. Uh, Morono a mainstay of the UFC's tough guy. has been in there with with some some good competition. Uh, Keenan Song open minus one eighty five. Morono coming back at plus one forty five. five that is tightened all the way up to even now. That is an that is an even. Uh, even Steven, if you will, minus 110, either way you go, the money coming in on the American uh, Morono. And then of course we also have uh, Jessica Aguilar taking on uh Wiley Zhang 1701, uh the uh, from China is Zhang taking on uh, Aguilar 20 and 6, long time uh, fighter out of Florida there. And this this one is a bit of a head scratcher. Uh, you know, the odds opened with the uh, with the Chinese fighter Zhang minus 175, with Aguilar coming back at plus one thirty-five. But since uh, since that time, uh, there's been a lot of money in on on Zhang. She's now minus four sixty, uh, with Aguilar coming back at plus three thirty five. That'll be hard for me to pass up. I, I gotta I gotta say. Uh, and then of course uh, we uh, close things out uh, with uh, uh, on the first part of the card anyway um, with uh, Li Zhang Lang. No, I'm sorry. I'm out of order. I apologize. <laughs> we've, got, we've got the females. Uh, we've got uh, Yan uh, Junan, uh out of China again taking on the Japanese fighters, Yuri Kondo. Uh Yan minus two fifteen condo at plus one sixty-five. The money has come in on Janan. She's now minus four fifty condo plus three sixty. So that's the first half of this card. Uh, a lot of a lot of female fights, a lot of lighter weight fights. And uh, you know, just kind of looking at it at first glance. I, I gotta say that I like Smolka. Yeah. I think there's some value there. Him at minus 210. I think he is a massive step up from anything that uh, Sumer Dejai has seen, and he's got good grappling skills. uh, I think he will probably submit him. So I think Smolka is a a solid play, and I would play Smolka uh, actually five units at minus 210. Uh, Also added to that, I would uh, definitely have to put a flyer play on Jessica Aguilar uh, plus 335. I'm going to put two units on Jessica Aguilar, plus 335 because um, I think, you know, she's just so experienced. I think that, you know, she hasn't been at her peak over the past year or so, but man, I mean, she's a, you know, former world series fighting champion, ranked fighter. I think that she uh, stylistically could smother Zhang. So we'll, we'll see, you know, I think with those odds, it's, it's hard not to play. Um, and then uh, I've got to say uh, beyond that, I, I really don't see much else on this early portion that is a, uh, that's just jumping out to me you know i kind of i kind of have a little bit of yearning to play john phillips plus 345 but i don't think i can pull the trigger on it uh justin anything stand out to you on this first
0: half
2: um not really uh just to play i'm gonna do um, a parlay with smoko and uh kevin holland um for five
1: units Five units on Kevin Holland, uh, yeah. along with uh, Louis Smolka. Interesting. So uh, that is uh, Holland is minus four thirty, and Smolka is uh, minus two ten. I will uh, see what that pays out real quick. Uh, Let's we'll see. So of course, minus four thirty and minus two ten would uh, would g- get back uh, 0.82 units. So uh, five, uh, so uh, so five units you would want to play on uh, on that Justin would get back uh, just a bit over four units uh, on that parlay. I'm uh, I don't I don't hate it. I don't suppose Holland is Holland is you know a big strapping guy, athletic. We'll see how he travels over there. I don't think you know. I think this would probably be the first time it's safe to say that he has. Uh, He's fought overseas this far, so we'll see if that affects him uh, or not. Um, but then, of course, uh, so that, that's your only play, Justin? Yeah, it's the only one I'm taking on that one. Yeah, Greg has – Greg's big boy play is not till the main event, so uh, he's off of all of these as well. Everyone treading pretty lightly here on this undercard. I'm going to turn it over to you uh, to uh, preview the uh, top half.
2: All righty, we'll start with uh... – Hugh Youngzong and Rashad Coulter. Um, both these guys are, are, you know, have a losing record in the UFC. So whoever loses both of them, both of them are likely to get cut after this. Um, both guys have only seen the third round once. So uh, if I was going to make a play on this, one, I'd probably bet the under. Um, Ryan Coulter, I think most all of his fights have been in the second round. Um, all of his losses have been in the second round in the UFC. He's he's zero three, uh, but. Again, it's not really a very high level uh, competition there. Um, then let's see. Next, we have uh, Li Jing Liang and uh, David Zawada. Zawada is sixteen and 4, 0 and 1 in the UFC. I don't know much about him. Um, but the thing is that he's a striker, um, You know, kind of looking to stay on the feet, which is, which would make for a fun fight against uh, Li Jing Liang. Um, yeah, he likes to he likes to go in there and fight. So, Li Jing Liang, the leech, yeah. Um, let's see, and then we got uh Vince Morales and Yo Dong Song at bantamweight. Uh, Morales eight and two, um, you know, good jiu jitsu. Lost on the on the contender series, then went out and and won a fight in Bellator, and you know, got his chance to come come over to the UFC, and then and. You know, make an attempt at the, at the big show. Um, song's 14-3. and 2-0 and o in the UFC. Fights out of uh, Team Alpha Male. He's got, you know, his last fight was Performance of the Night. Finished with massive elbows at the very end of the, the sixth of the second round. Um, boxer, strong jiu uh, I think he's, he's probably got the advantage in that fight. Uh, then we go to Alistair Overeem and Sergei Poglov, Poglovich. I'm not sure. I think it's Pavlich. Um, <clears throat> Pavlic. Yeah. All right. Uh, Alistair, you know, he's been around forever. For, they're forty three and seventeen overall record, eight and six in the UFC. He's got knocked out in three of his last five fights, so um, you know, kind of on his way out there. Um, surprised that he's that he's taking this fight. Honestly, uh, Sergey's twelve and zero. Uh, big wrestler with, with heavy hands. He got nine KOs. Um, like I said, Alistair Overeem been around forever. He was strike force K one dream. He's, he's the most, you know, achieved heavyweight probably of all time. The only thing he hasn't had is, is the UFC belt, but, uh this is going to be a, a tough one for him. I'm, like I said, I'm surprised that he took this fight. And then, uh, Curtis blades and Francis and the rematch last time, uh, I think It was a doctor stoppage in the second at the end of the second round. Curtis Blades would, uh, you know, his eye got swollen shut, and uh, the doctors wouldn't allow him to continue. Francis lost his last couple fights, um, you know, showing showing big weakness in his wrestling, which is is Curtis Blades' strength. So that's kind of the path to victory there for Curtis, obviously, is just take him down quick and and try to wear on him. I think, uh, I saw some did you see uh, what the
1: over under was on this one? Well. The only thing that we've been able to find is there isn't a true over under. However, uh, I have been able to find that you can bet whether the, the fight just will or will not go the distance. And you can bet that the fight will will not go the distance. And that's minus 335. Because hmm. that's
2: actually great. something. Yeah, I saw something somewhere that was uh, that
1: Curtis Blade's finish is at plus 107. That could, I could, that, yeah, that, I mean, I haven't seen that, but that feels, that feels right because if they're just saying anybody finishes it at minus three thirty-five, they're saying you know it's pretty much a coin toss that that Curtis finishes it, and then if uh, if Ngano wins, he's uh, he's definitely gonna finish.
2: Yeah, so it's um from from that it's almost even money on that. Uh, so I, that's the play I like
1: it. If you know if if that's. If that's something that that you can make. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're, so is that on uh, five dimes? No, I'm, I heard it earlier listening to somebody. Uh, I'm not sure where they where they said that was at, but uh, I haven't been able to find it myself. I just I just heard that that was a line someone. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that seems like it'd be a good play. I don't know that we can allow it for uh, for these purposes without documentation, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but All I'll right. certainly keep it in mind as we get closer and, like, I'm looking to make a play because uh, I do – I could see that. You know, I could, I, I could see him finishing it. And, honestly, I think that's a fight that is kind of – I think they're, that most people are off of the Nganu train and they're grooming Curtis to be – um, the next one of the next contenders, and so uh, what better way to do that than to have him erase his loss uh, to Inguno, which was in his first UFC fight, and he's gotten a lot better, and you know Inguno seems to have regressed. If anything, you know.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I was hoping that you had seen that and I could play that, but if not, I'm going to just take uh, Curtis Blades and Sergey in a
1: parlay for ten units. Curtis Blades and Sergei, so you think Overeem's uh, not, not got it this time, huh? Yeah, no, I think that uh, it's going to be another loss for Overeem. Curtis Blades is minus 225, and then, of course, um, Pavlich is minus 120, so uh, that, that parlay uh, generates a, a nice uh, plus 164 uh, return, and uh, that's, that's, that's pretty good. So 10 units will get back uh, 16.4 units um, on uh, on Pavlovich uh, and, uh, and Curtis Blades. And uh, so Justin has uh, got 10 to win, 16.48. Uh, uh, is that your only play on this uh, second half, Justin?
2: Yeah, that's the only thing I'm going with.
1: I uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Greg uh, is betting the inside that the main event will get a finish uh, from from either party, just as long as it does not go the full distance. He's giving up a minus three thirty five uh, for that, and he's putting the entirety of his of his bankroll on it. So uh, <laughs> take it for what you will. It is fifty nine point four six units, uh, and, but he's having to give up uh, you know minus three thirty five. So um, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, if that pays off. I, I think it could. You know, fifty nine point four six is going to bring him back seventeen point seven five. So it'll get him you know quite a bit closer to even if, he, if he's able to hit. Uh, no doubt and you know five rounds is a lot of rounds uh, for heavyweights to go so I definitely think he's got a good shot at, at pulling this one off but that said he, he we all thought it. Phil Davis had a good shot last week and that sunk a lot of a lot of parlays so uh, as for me uh, I, I can't touch the Rashad Coulter fight uh, because he's just neither like, neither guy's very good <laughs> you know and I just don't trust it, uh, it I, I want to say that I would still Kind of lean culture. Just been imagining he's fought better competition and just trained with better people. But no, I can't. I can't do much with it. I do like a parlay uh, with uh, Lee Jean Lang, the uh, the leech. I think that they definitely want uh, they want to see him win here in China. He's kind of the the flagship China fighter, isn't he? You know, he's he's the guy that. They kind of started this whole expansion with over there. Uh, I'm going to put him over with Louis Smolka, as we talked about earlier, uh, and I'm going to play uh, five units on that and get back a 1.35 on it, uh, on that parlay. Uh, five units uh, to at 1.35 return. And, again, that was uh, Smolka and, uh, and parlayed with the Leech, uh, Lee Jean Lang. That is going to be all the plays you're going to get out of us for for this card. Everyone's trending pretty lightly. Not a whole lot of uh, of strong leans. Besides Greg, uh, really going all in that we will get a finish in that main event. Um, uh, overall thoughts, Justin. Uh, beyond uh, you know, beyond the main event, is there anything uh, that is there anybody I guess we'll say that you're kind of interested to see how they do and uh, in your in your thoughts on does this, this main event. Uh, does it have a uh, any sort of real bearing in the title picture
2: um, I'm not really looking forward to the event at all really there's not any fight on it that, that really sticks out to me <clears throat> um, the main event I think Chris blades is, is pretty much solidified itself you know in in there for the title this is just a, a formality um, beating Francis and then and then you know submitting itself there um, but you know they're pushing hard for the, the Brock and DC fight so He's just he's gotta gotta fight and, and wait. Um Yeah, I don't know. Not, like I said, not 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 one I'm really looking forward to uh all that much. Did you have uh, an an over under for the culture fight? For which? <clears throat> the Rashad culture fight.
1: Oh, uh, well, I can tell you that there isn't a, a true uh, total, but you can play that w- will the fight or won't the fight go to a decision. Uh, no, the fight will not go to a decision is 400 and that it will go to a decision is 280.
2: Okay. I was thinking about if the, if the numbers were better playing, playing that it would not go to a decision, but it looks like they're they're pretty convinced as well that, that that's probably going to be a, a finish on that one.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, it, you could es- essentially it, looking on deeper into those props, you can bet that uh, Coulter, win- Coulter wins inside the distance essentially pays the exact same as just Coulter. It, it pays uh, it pays minus one. Wow. Uh, it pays minus one thirty nine versus minus one forty. So there's like so Coulter by decision is like the most unheard of thing ever, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, man. I, to, for me, uh, I got to say that uh, I'm I'm a little uh, curious to see how uh, Louis Smokel looks in his return, and then um, you know, of course, the uh, the Overeem fight is always a bit of a curiosity. I think. Uh, and then uh, I've got a little bit of interest also in seeing uh, if Jessica, Ag- Jessica Aguilar can pull off the, the upset against the, the Chinese prospect. So uh, before we go, uh, we've got one more uh, event this weekend, and it has been flying under the radar, I guess you could say. And it is the uh, the debut of Golden Boy MMA. And that is going to be Saturday night. And I believe, is it in Vegas or California? Do you know? It's in California. Yeah, it's it's uh, Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell, and they're <laughs> they're gonna do it. Uh, they're gonna do it again. And uh, wow, it, it's it's kind of an underwhelming card, I've got to say. This is a this is just a straight pay per view card, if I'm not mistaken. Just a, a just a straight up old school pay per view card, and um, only available you know on on pay per view. And uh, man, it, 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 uh, there's not a whole lot on here. Not a whole lot that even. Well, there's only one fight that got a, that got a that got a, uh, odds on it, and of course, it is the main event. Tito Ortiz minus two seventy five, Chuck Liddell plus two thirty five. My initial gut says Tito's going to get this, but I couldn't make an official play on it. Um, would you make a play, Justin? And will you be tuning in?
2: Oh man. I, I, I... I don't know, I don't know. To either T the question, I'm not sure. <laughs> almost tempting just because of the odds, you know. I mean, you know, Chuck Chuck won the first two, but it's been so long. Um and Tito's definitely seems to be in better shape, but I hate Tito or T, so you know, I, I can't can't pull for him to win. Um, I don't know. I'll probably watch just because I don't know. I don't know that I'll that I'll pay for it. I heard that there was a, a Black Friday special somewhere that you could get it for half price, uh oh, T V okay. or something like that. And again, the internet's yeah, but, your friend. Yeah, that that's that's kinda what I'm saying. I don't I don't think I'll even do that, but um I mean, I don't know. There's there's a couple of, of other fights on there. Uh Tom Lawler's fighting, um uh, Escudero is fighting, uh He's
1: fighting
2: T Bow. T-bow, yeah, that's who it is. That's kind of interesting. uh, Kind of interesting. Yes, yeah. Kind, yeah, kind of. (laughs) Uh, You know, Escudero was kind of like a. I don't know. I I think uh, he had a lot of, lot of people really pulling for him, and he just never really showed up. Um, I know he took out, you know, Junie Browning. I was, I was looking for Junie Browning coming up, and and Efrain put a stop to that. But uh, then that was kind of all he did. So um, I don't know. It might be fun to watch, but. It'll, it's going to be a circus
1: all, all around, I think. Yeah, as you mentioned, Tom Lawler on the card. A few other recognizable UFC vets, uh, you know, like uh, Craig Wilkerson uh, and Tom Galicchio. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I – I don't know. I mean, there's nothing else going on, though. So, I mean, it's not like they've got a lot yeah. of attention that night. So, who knows? It might do okay. I'm surprised the UFC didn't sit something down on top of this. Uh, you know, just to, just because, but yeah, they they've got the night to themselves. He knows. We'll get, best of luck to them. You know, I'm sure everybody's making probably good money with with Golden Boy at the helm. You know, so we'll see if uh, we'll see what happens, and we'll, we'll see if it's a success or not. And uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think their buy rate is? Ooh, I'd hate to even speculate. I I uh, ooh, uh I I think they would be very very fortunate to get. Two hundred thousand. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think they'd be fortunate to get a hundred thousand. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so too.
2: I don't, I don't know. I would be maybe. I, don't know. Mm-hmm. I heard Tito talking about a million, but that's you know that's like so unrealistic that it's not even funny. But like, say I, <laughs> if, if they got two hundred thousand, I mean, I would be shocked if they, if they got two hundred thousand, especially you know, like you say with the internet these days. Yeah, I that's a big part of the u s c s issue with selling pay-per-views now is that you can get them so easily without paying for it. So, mm-hmm. um, you yeah, know, I think that'll, that'll really pose an issue for them there. And, you know, they're, they're charging, they come down the price now, but it's still $39, dollars 39 for the yeah.
1: pay-per-views. So, that seems awful hot. You know. Yeah. That seems yeah. awful hot, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's not, you know, and it's and it really is not a super strong card. You know, even the even, you know, I would think with the main event uh, being what it is, that they would have really tried to prop it up with some some good undercard stuff. And it, it really is not, it's not stellar. So yeah, I think they can struggle. However, you never the, the power of the Golden Boy Promotions machine, um, you know, that's that is something to be. Um, to be considered they have a very wide outreach to people so it'll be interesting to see if like but it's the boxing people so you know will those boxing people get behind it because it's golden boy or will they just be like fuck MMA because that's how a lot of them are how a lot of them are you know they'll have a a little bit more of a chance
2: now after they run this first promotion you know in this first show to get guys that are going into free agency The, the, the issue with this was that they had a very very small pool of free agents to pick from that anybody knew who they were, you know. Yeah. Um, everybody that, that's got any kind of a name at all is signed with one of these other promotions. So, now that, that they've that they've opened the door to, you know, if they do a good job and, and fighters, you know, really start putting the word out, then, then they'll have the opportunity to sign some people. So, we'll see what happens. I think it'll probably be one and done,
1: though. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's hard to say, because Oscar, you know, I could see him being stubborn and really wanting to it doesn't seem like he and Dana get along real good. So I think I could see him trying to make a run. But, I mean, they're going to have to figure something out. They've got the money, you know, to potentially make some moves. So it'll be interesting to see. It's, you know, competition, you know, as a fan, it's, it's a good thing. So, uh, well, again, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. That's gonna that's gonna yeah. shake us on out of here for uh, for episode ninety. Hopefully everyone has an awesome Thanksgiving uh, with their families. And uh, I know that I will Justin, I hope you do as well, Bud, and uh, we'll enjoy these fights as we can this weekend. We'll be in no we'll be under no stress too. Uh, but, uh, but we'll, we'll take them in at some point. We'll, we'll, we'll chat about them again next week. And I know we promised a deep dive this week, I, and my week has gotten away from me, and I want to do it right. Uh, I don't want to just half-ass it, you know, and I want it to be good. So uh, next week, we'll try again. Uh, I'm going to try to have something ready for you guys. Uh, a little deep dive back into um, Justin and I were talking about maybe uh, showcasing some of the, literally, some of the very first uh, quote-unquote Valor cards, which when Valor, when it was first uh, born, if you will, was a, was a kickboxing show. All We were, just, we're doing all kickboxing. It was just kind of like a side thing, to 3FC uh, we had a lot of really cool one-night tournaments, where guys were fighting three times in one night, and uh, just some some cool names that had come up through those those events. And uh, so maybe we'll dive into that next week. And uh, until then, uh, I'm Tim Lloyd, and uh, for my co-host Justin Watson, signing off. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. See y'all next week.
0: This is a Landry Football with Chris Landry. Quick fix on Radio Influence. Let me tell you a little story about why the Lions on Thanksgiving Day. Back in the day when Burt Bell was the commissioner of the NFL, before Pete Roselle, there was an idea to say, hey, let's put a game on television on Thanksgiving Day. And all the owners in the league are looking at Burt Bell saying, are you crazy? Thanksgiving Day? for people... Get together as a family. It's kind of a solemn day, a a, a family day. Nobody's going to go to a football game. Nobody is going to watch it on TV. We're going to get nobody there. Well, he believed in it. He wanted it. He thought it was something. And no owner wanted to do it. They went around and, no, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. No one wanted to do it. Well, William Clayford, the old man, God rest his soul, raised his hand and said, if you want to do it, we'll do it here in Detroit. And so it went. And they've played. They've played a lot of interesting teams of Detroit on Thanksgiving. Not many games have been all that meaningful as the Lions have not been very good, as we all know. But they played it year after year after year. Well, it started to have success. It started to be a hit. Well, of course, Dallas Cowboys, Tech Stram, now that he saw that it worked, he wanted a part of it. I want Dallas to be a part of it now. Yeah, he didn't want it at the beginning. Cowboys didn't didn't want it at the beginning. But once it started to have success then the Cowboys became involved in the Cowboys beyond. So when people say there shouldn't be the Lions on TV uh, and, and maybe you're right. But I just want to tell you that there is a reason for that. There is a loyalty towards the Ford family in that. He did something for the league back in the time where everyone did something for one another for the greater overall good, and he sacrificed. And that's why they've continued to honor that. And there's a lot of pressure to move it around and this and that and the other. But, uh, of course, the Lions and the Cowboys continue to, to fight for it because of the fact that they've had so much success. Chris Landry brings you Landry football every week on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.